2: Introducing the fuzz from Jackson Audio, taking faithful recreations of historic fuzz circuits and bringing them together in one modular pedal that allows you to create classic fuzz sounds as well as new fuzz sounds. The idea of creating a modular fuzz came about when they were trying to decide which style of fuzz would be the most musical fuzz of all time. The answer quickly became all of them. All of them are different and all of them bring something unique sonically. So they created a fuzz pedal where you can literally change the analog plug chip to make this fuzz a whole range of different fuzzes. From the modern fuzz, the modern fuzz deluxe, the fuzz classic vintage, the fuzz classic modern, the fuzz page mark 2, and the goat header. I'm sure there are going to be more in the future. This pedal is absolutely incredible, and we at Gatana thoroughly recommend checking it out. Visit jackson.audio for more details. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Naomi McLeod. Hello. And JD Short. Hello. Hello. Exactly. Yes, that's right, dear listener. Welcome back. Welcome to the 25th episode in season two of the Guitar Nerds podcast, right in the middle of the Euros as well. So, you know, in fact, I poorly, poorly timed this, the recording of this episode during the Euros, which is actually why we, you know, won't have Jay Cross on an episode until the Euros finish, because, you know, it's just difficult to pin him down when there's football involved. But that's okay. That's okay, because we have the dream team of JD and Naomi. Um, But yes, aka
1: AKA the football haters.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. But the the original bass guitar nerds team. But it's also been, you know, it's kind of convenient that I've got you guys this week because news wise, there have been a couple of real sort of strong bass releases. We're going to talk about other stuff. As well, obviously, made some great pedal releases this this week as well. But a couple of really strong offerings from the bass world. Um, but before we before we get into any of that, this week, friend of the podcast, podcast lister, and patron, Patreon patron, <laughs> that'll do. Uh, Hans Ams <laughs> sent me um, an Analog Man, uh, one of the uh, the bi compressor um which I was, I was very very grateful for It was very very lovely of him to send me a pedal he messaged me and was like would you use this and i was like yeah well no he didn't even say that he was like are these pedals good for bass i was like yeah fantastic like it's half orange squeeze you know the the, the ross compressor from analog man was always fantastic you know just cut all the attack boost all the sustain and you've got a, a cracking compressor there and he was like well I'm not using it. Would you like it? Uh, which is very kind of him. So I was very, very grateful for that. Because Analog Man, what an absolutely fantastic effects company. And one that we don't actually, we, I don't think we, we've given much time of day to on the podcast. In fact, it's funny because uh, Kyle Harris on the on the Facebook group, on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Katana's forum, he actually also um, purchased an Analog Man um, pedal this week. He got one of the Sunface, um, uh, pedals, which is a I think it's a fuzz, the Sunface. But um, but yeah, Analog Man, amazing company, super home built. Do either of you have much experience with that brand?
0: I've I've had a couple over there. I can't remember what it's called. But they have a fairly classic chorus pedal um, that I really liked, and then was playing with um someone that. Uh, liked it more, so I also gifted. Um, <laughs> oh. But yeah, like I mean, it's it everything just seems really good that I've that I've ever played with theirs. But that, that's the their main course. I could look it up quickly. I can't remember the actual name because everyone has fun names now, um, you know. Unlike you know Boss, who doesn't name anything and just gives it like letters. So you know, it's like <laughs> the C E seventy six twelve, you know, or something. Uh, exactly. Think.
2: But yeah, the um, yeah the Analog Man, obviously famous for their King of Tone stuff, and also the mod pedals that they do for both Boss and MXR. Um, but yeah, the the bi-compressors, two compressors, the Ross com- the or the Compressor or the Ross compressor, which Analog Man made originally, and the other side is there. It's like the Orange Squeeze, that old fantastic non-pedal compressor, the little box that you pop into the. The end of your guitar, sort yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Proper vintage compression. So it's two compressors, individually controllable on foot switches. Then the 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 compressor is basically like it's supposed to be a super high quality MXR DynaComp. So it's those sort of controls. You've got like a you've got a sort of a attack and sustain for the um, for. Yes, attack, sustain, and volume for the compressor. And then you just have volume for the orange squeeze. So you just, you know, you're just turning up that effect so you can kind of blend in that orange squeeze to the uh, maybe more dynamic, more conventional um Ross compressor which I think was really useful because for people like JD I know you use compressors a lot Mm. as kind as an effect whereas I use compressors a lot as like this is my this is the sound that I want I use them as Mm. an evener Mm -hmm. or to, to just make everything a conventional sound but you use them as a uh you know as something to like yeah as an effect to super boost harmonics and things like that and and that's the cool thing about the analog band, the bi-compressor, is it allows you to do that because you've got two compressors there
0: essentially that you can use differently, um, which is very cool. Yeah, but, uh, I'm really, I'm really into the the two compressors sort of thing. Like that sounds. Uh, my my mind was awash with possibilities as you were talking about <laughs> I was just Like, hmm. Yeah, that's Yeah. I'm really, really into it. I think that's, I think that's great. Cause then it, it feels like you could have a lot of control over, like one of the things I don't like with some of the compression I use as an effect, as you say, is that like, is really just, you know, looking at like that old CS2 boss, um, compression sustainer that I have that it's, um, you know, I use that as really just like a sustainer, but there's, there's a bit of, it would be great if you could set the initial sort of compression of that so that you pick up harmonics and things, but potentially not so much string noise um, as an option where I usually quite like that because when I'm doing it, I really want noise anyway. But it's it would be great if you could figure out some way to get right between harmonic and just like string noise and then be able to, and then compress that already sort of chopped signal into another compressor that sounds that sounds quite useful yeah Mm, yeah mm -hmm. the the the
2: orange squeezer side of that compressor i find really useful for doing that whole like just a straight up sustainer just like an infinite sustainer thing because you can get that really kind of aggressive very trebly like almost dangerous compression Mm. where the softest touch is gonna you know cause a little bit of feedback and Mm. really useful for that definitely not something you'd have on all the time but um like as a really dynamic thing And i don't think just for bass either like i think uh, i mean the, you know the it's not designed for bass as such it's you know certainly the mxr dynacomp if anything is kind of a little bit limiting for bass yeah. um, but uh, but in this in this case yeah a really fantastic unit so thank you very much Hans Ams it's uh, it's excellent has gone straight on my board. I in fact played it all weekend when I was away at a, a little writing session with my with my band on a a little a little rehearsal space on on an industrial estate, which was wonderful because normally normally we go to Brighton Electric, which is a wonderful wonderful studio where like uh, the Cure um, uh, you know. re- rehearse, and of course like the you know the the uh, the manager of uh, Brighton Electric, uh, Jimmy Wheelwright, is uh, is the bass player in Tiger Cub, who are currently, uh, I think, something like top ten in the album charts. You know, like sixtieth in the single charts or whatever. So. You know, and they're on Radio 1 this week as well. Had a little interview Ooh. and a little thing as well. So, you know, so it's a good good studio. But downside of Brighton Electric is it's a fantastic studio and very premium. Built into an old, like, used to be a bus depot. So you've got, like, ten rooms. They're all huge, high ceilings, very lovely. It has a venue built in and a bar. The problem with having a bar built in is it means you can't bring your own food and drink, which is totally fine because there's a bar. So, you stop playing every now and again, you go out and you get a pint. But, you know, there are, there are whatever, five of you in the band, and you can get a jug of beer instead of a pint. But the problem is, you'll keep doing that and it goes on your tab, and then you play your tab off at the end of the month, and it's really expensive. And pints in that place are like £6.75, which is quite expensive. So, what? It's, uh, it's, 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 yeah, Yeah. expensive.
0: London pricey. That's 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 yeah. about a half pint. I'd say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was yeah. I was literally you know, going like, to say it's like six six pound fifty. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I
1: was going to say, as a person from Dublin, um, yeah. it was a little too ah, much but yes. expensive pints. It's um, ah, yes,
2: the home the of the seven pound pint, Dublin. Yeah, wonderful.
1: Also, the home of the great pint. <laughs> of course of course yeah. sure we'll, we'll have sure. to do a, we'll have <laughs> okay 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 well there goes my suggestion of a bass guitar nerds field trip <laughs>
2: oh no i i have been i've played in, in dublin as well in fact the only time i've been is actually when i went on when i went on tour there but it was it was lovely when it did
1: the old guinness factory as everyone does Cool, was, the was, the I'm a tourist trip, yeah. The I'm a tourist <laughs> trip, yeah.
2: yeah. That was yeah, that was, that was great. Yeah. Oh, it is getting tense the only point in I'm here. trying to make
1: is it's a it, it is a city of good pints and um yes. yeah. Given I can hear one of you drinking right now. Oh, sorry, that was oh, me. that is <laughs> that is not me. I'm not drinking anything
0: me. out of a tin.
1: I've got yes. Tropicana next to me guys so I am uh, yes. I am blameless in this game. Mm. Well, it is
2: football season so I've got uh, I've got Stella. <laughs> I've so got a.
0: have got a pint of Buckfast.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, well the only had, way to
0: drink it I had a pint. It's now nearly a drop left. A shot. So it's yeah.
2: Oh good lord! Oh well, <laughs> JD, you've actually been um, you you've been a beta tester for and have finally oh, yeah. got your hands on a fan like quite a fantastic new product from from Mod Devices, a brand that that me and Matt spoke about like, on this podcast. I don't know, like. It feels like maybe four years ago yeah. that when the when the mod devices duo came out, dear listener, if you've been listening that long, I d- you know I don't know if you remember at all us talking about this. I feel like when that product came out, the duo almost predated everything. I feel like it came out maybe just before the Helix or something like.
0: Okay, that sounds about right. I think yeah. The
2: the idea of these like a you know a pedal that can do all your effects, all your Amp models, and you can kind of build your own effects chain, and make that chain complicated. Like you don't just have to go from A to B. You can, you know, do do all sorts of parallel bits and bobs, and send things off into different amps or virtual amps and things like that. You know, it was before that stuff happened. I I, I appreciate. Yes, I know that Fractal has been around for for before Helix, but it was it, it was priced so uh, you know at such a point that I don't think people had great access to it in fact to have never been available in guitar shops so no one could ever try them so you had to be really invested in the brands to actually get them so i feel like the helix brought everything to the masses and then of course you know since then we've seen boss up the ante with the gt1000 and things like that but the mod devices duo came out before then it was fantastic very different because it's like a smaller unit but you could You know, you could USB it into your computer, access their software, and uh, and kind of build your own rig. And it was absolutely astonishing. It like even back then, this you know sort of hardly funded, very small. I thought they were French, but uh, JD pointed out their their head office is actually Berlin in Germany. So I must have kind of remembered that wrong. But uh, you know, a small European company, boutique company, producing something. Of that incredible standard i thought was amazing at the time just difficult for it to get into i guess the you know the hands of as many people as a company like line six you know owned by yamaha are able to get their helix out to but you coming back mm. around to the point you've actually uh yeah you got to to beta test and now you've got hold of their new their new product
0: yeah, so the the mod dwarf is is it's so instead of the duo, the, the dwarf is re it's smaller and it's really meant to like for me I, I see it as much more something that's meant for a pedal board where it has, you know, three foot switches, it's got three endless knobs and three little soft uh buttons underneath each of those knobs, and that's that's really about it. Like stereo in out, MIDI, um and out and then a host of other connections and stuff you can do. But it's, it's a really tiny pedal that's, that's smaller than my, than my interface that I would, that I would travel with. It's, you know, that roughly the size of a, you know, like a double boss pedal kind of thing. It's a little longer and shorter, but it's, it's such a tiny, tiny thing that can house my entire, um, my entire pedal board, like layout that I've, I've built in and model and I spent loads of time last, you know, like the last several days, just kind of, you know, figuring everything out, rooting everything, how I'd want it to go, building out my sort of general kind of pedal board and sort of seeing from there and just kind of building out one flavor that's, this is if I only have the dwarf with me then there's like another pedal board layout that i have that is well what if i have this but i also have you know like i have my cs2 i have the honey badger i have like a you know harmonic percolator that i would quite like using separately anyway or something like that and just have like the my the pedals i really like and then using the mod dwarf as and everything else but the thing i really like about it is that it is it's to me like much more tweakable than anything else I've dealt with and it also like I think that's also the strongest thing that I like about it but also probably right. the the downside for a lot of people is that it's it's so tweakable but at the moment you you sort of have to tweak it cuz it's you know like there there are pedal boards that you could just you know, browse to their site and download and things like, you know, familiar sort of like interfaces there. You could get pedal boards from somebody else. Like it's quite similar to like a lot of the stuff I've used recording wise with like positive grid and bias and those sorts of things where you can, you can download some sounds that someone's already, already has configured for you like that layout. So you could do that with the mod too, but you know, it's, for me, it's it's really great to have, because it's so compact, that I want to have only the controls that I would actually ever tweak. Like, I don't need to have all the different knobs labeled. Like, if I have distortion, and I usually have a gain setting for that distortion that I would like, I, w- I don't usually change the gain knob, I may change level, but everything else is kind of set. So, I could just, you know, I program the on-off to one of the foot switches, I could just a level to one of the sort of endless knobs Ah, and that's yeah Yeah. and then that's it so like I can and then I can sort of lay things out as like however I wanted to and it's just it's just so easy to swap things around and you know so it's like I have my menu options all laid out in frequency of use so it's like where I would have like my fuzz and like the octave pedal on like the f- first page, because those are the things I would use most often. And then like a second page could be like chorus or something like that. But then, you know, the rooting for those is, well, to be fair, the rooting goes octave fuzz, but, you know, like it it could be sort of any of those, any of those any of those things swap it around you can split things out stereo even if they're not designed to be stereo you can make them stereo you can sum to mono like inside um application that's, and there's just, s- that's what's really good i think for me a-
2: a- about the software being able to effortlessly move <laughs> any any effect you want from stereo to mono Our friends at Isotope have just made their portable recording solution, the Spire Studio, even better. And the best part is that you can try out the app and recording platform for Spire completely free. Download the iOS app for your phone or tablet today by following links in the description of this podcast and make sketching down your song ideas incredibly easy and intuitive. Without the Spire, you won't have the mic or preamp, but you'll still have access to the software and effects that can polish your demo recordings more more than you probably thought possible. The second generation Spire Studio ups the state by offering ultra-low noise preamps that offer smooth, quieter recording and increased storage capacity. There's also Spire Pro, an optional subscription service accessed via the iOS app, and personalized soundtrack feature that listens and learns from your voice and environment. Check them out at isotope.com.
0: Yeah, and just, like, come back into things and do, and really, there's so many different utilities, so it's it's really fun to be able to, like, get the best sound for a pedal, and then immediately after that, chuck in some, like, volume drop. So, it's like, if the pedal sounds better, you know, with high gain and everything, but the level's just, you know, like, unusable, you chuck in, like an anti-buffer in essence like afterwards and dial it back you know just like and then and it feeds into something else great or you can split everything off and you can do sort of your own clean blends between stuff if you wanted to and without needing to do everything the cool bit about it for me is that there's also synth engines in it as I was well. So say, yeah, it's, yeah.
2: Like, thirty virtual instruments. It's yeah. all
0: thirty plus virtual instruments. Yeah. So there's all. So it has loads of virtual instrument like sound generators. So I could plug a separate MIDI keyboard into this as well. Take that MIDI signal and route it wherever I wanted to go in the chain with my bass and pedal board, or as a separate uh, virtual pedal board layout, which just and just have like a drum machine hooked up to that as well. So I could have like drum pads going and uh, my bass and also all in this pedal board, some, all of that into like a stereo looper if I wanted to, and use the mod, you know, so it's like built in tuner, it's got built in other stuff, but I can, it has the looperlative. So like those oh, like classic, like not really as well known as they should have been like amazing loopers um, from back in the day when like also, you know, shout out to like Boomerang who were like amazing, but not as many people played. But there's like looking at those, I can do all of that with drums and all the bass effects into the loop and sort of have all of that all on this tiny little device that I can actually work without touching any knobs or switching between things. Um, also you can connect external controls. I was going to say there's yeah C- you can CVs in and everything as well yeah. too yeah.
2: Oh really right because I thought it's yeah. just it's stereo in stereo out but it's also got midi capability so you could use a controller. Cuz the, yeah. the reason before we did this podcast I was like ah oh, the only problem with this is obviously you also need to invest in you know a morningstar or something like that you need mm. a midi controller. <laughs> but that's because I thought it was like you know what Naomi uses in the the Line 6 HX stomp Mm. In that it just has a scroll up, scroll down, and then, like, an additional switch. But, like, you're yeah. saying you can you can assign those switches to anything,
0: JP. Yeah. Yeah, so it's basically, like, if you think about it, there's... So there's one foot switch that is, like, sort of the, the constant scroll between, like, banks, in essence. But each foot switch can be whatever you wanted it to be. It doesn't even have to be to a pedal. You could just, you know, I could assign uh, different settings... To that so, if I had like a um, like there's a, let's say there's this distortion pedal that had like a distortion fuzz switch, I could make that the other foot switch could be the toggle between those two things, right? So, like if you see that on like some of the like one of the way huge um, like the pork pickle I have, or my whatever, was, um, you know, like it has like a distortion fuzz toggle on it, and that's one of those things that. It, you know if you wanted to do it mid song you bend down and you flick it where like i could actually just assign that to another foot switch if i wanted to if that's something that i used and i was just like oh i just want to do that or you know or if it is you know i i don't i haven't really fully explored like what's there um but there's you know like if it was a distortion that had like an octave you know like a, a octave up or whatever as well you could have that as a foot switch as opposed to like a toggle or Something of like that as well, and then yeah. So it's and then there's also I mean there are a bunch of sub menus um, because it is a compact unit. You know, like that's sort of the trade off. Yeah. But it is it is one of those things where it, it it you know it just allows me to make the choices. So it's it's definitely that. while well, I'm in control of everything. That's great for me. Um, it may be something that takes a bit of getting used to, or really takes some time exploring. That being said, like it was really intuitive once i started doing it um that it is you know it is just sort of saying it is it is it, i will say there's a bit of a faff trying to trying to do it you yeah, know it's always going to be
2: a learning curve yeah. with something mm-hmm. this complex though right yeah
0: yeah oh yeah i would i mean and, it, and honestly for me it it makes way more sense to start with a blank slate and then it's me making all this stuff and I mean there are pedal boards you can use to get started with but I started blank you know versus like some of the other multi-effects where it's like there's tons of presets and you have to go like tweak everything and then save that off to a user setting or anything like that but
2: I seem I seem to remember with the duo there being a really strong like online community of presets yeah. that people have built. Is it is that is that the same with the dwarf? Like, yeah, yeah. Like
0: the the online communities like great. So there's loads of places where you can just like upload pedal boards that people have like done, and it's it's really cool just to, if nothing else, just to, like see ideas of what people are doing and everything, and just and you know, frankly, find some ridiculous um ridiculous ones, but they're they also have like a really cool forum that's just really it's it's really nice because you know as you were saying begin it's it's a it's a boutique European company doing this kind of stuff with mostly open sourced um software so that people can could develop their own plugins to then be used um with this as well. So it's it's you know it's not a closed shop. It's not um that sort of that sort of idea but there's like already like the pet, there are pedal models in here from like well-respected um model companies and things like that so it's just it's just really it's really it's really cool I'm really into it and I just um I'm excited to just really try everything out now that I've I've really started you know downsizing downsizing my rig and that you know currently at the moment i'm sort of playing through um one of my the stonefield um mini speakers uh i have the Ashdown ant um well, on top of it. that stonefield cabinet is it a 10 inch or is it a uh it's or? it's a i think mine is a six or an eight um oh wow they, that's they a they bumper, proper compact yeah, yeah they are yeah it is Ever so slightly, the top of it is ever so slightly bigger than the ant, so that like the ant sits on top of it as if it were made for oh, it. The Ashdown ant, <laughs> yeah, the Ashdown ant, yeah, amp. yeah. So technically, the you know the mod is smaller than that, so I could reasonably, probably fit all of it inside easily inside like one of my my mono bags that i have, like the mono backpack i have i have that and a bass case and that's mine i could you know yes have an entire so rig worth of stuff yeah
2: I, i'm so into this i'm so into like tiny portable thing. i think it's because i'm getting yeah. obsessed with travel guitars again but uh yeah I mean, also it's also cuz
1: you're getting older joe that is also true I, yes. I, I, mean, I, I i say that as someone who's 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 also getting older and entirely <laughs> on the on the compact yeah. <laughs> i i mean i've been on the compact lightweight vibe for for years, and that's my one note I really wanted to get in about the about the mod devices dwarf as well is just like the amount that they' have packed into such a compact mm. enclosure is mind blowing to me like and hearing you talk about it j d as well like yeah, just the connectivity is absolutely genius, and the whole open source element is like really, really i don't know what you guys think, but I really see it as like a crossover between like somewhere between a Boss GT and an HX and an Ableton Push like in terms of just how they've I feel like they've they've really and I wish I wasn't using this word but I feel like they've they've sort of you know not left the guitar market in in a way but like sort of taken off towards outer space from the guitar market in terms of um yeah just in terms of the technology applied
0: well I yeah I think I mean I think it's it's such a smart thing for people to think about as as there's so many more people who play, you know, who play like guitar, who also play keys or who also right, do something right. else. It's, mm-hmm. it's really for me, like, and kind of how I see this being used mostly for me for a little while is like just running it as an insert in between my preamps and my interface. And so whatever I'm recording, I have all of those effects already patched in. In a way, but it's also it's also the thing where it's like, I mean, the fact that there's no reason for a, a an effects company to necessarily have to. Well, I guess what they're, I guess what I'm saying is like they've really just created like a, a creative space.
1: Planning for your next trip. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for twenty percent off your first purchase. Mm-hmm.
0: And there's no like, well this is a this is a bass thing, or we're imparting like our sound or our flavor to it, which is great in a lot of senses. But this is yes. like here's we're giving you the tools mm-hmm. to do this go forth and conquer. And the fact that the fact that I could take the same device with me and just use it. Instead of like my uh, a synth that I have, you know, that is old and probably weighs forty pounds, yeah. just just to you know f- for a small like mono synth and be able to be like, well, I can do that. I can generate these sounds if I need to, like on the go or like you know in a pub. It, it's it really does. No one cares if I'm actually playing a real you know like mini Moog, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so well, exactly, it's just like, yeah.
1: And like as you know, as as anyone gigging is kind of aware, there's. You know, there's some gear that's that's kind of too good or too valuable or too sentimental to to gig, and you know these these newer kind of affordable, hyper high tech products are are a solution to so many of those um, needs gear wise, aren't they? Well, I just I mean I think if it
0: you know especially if if there's like any level of like functionness to what you do, like like a function band kind of thing, where you know right. like how many times have I done something and it's like. I don't want to take a phaser for one tune,
1: yeah. you know, kind exactly. of thing, or I
0: don't want to, you know, or it's, you know, or just a couple little things. It's like, this is, I was kind of saying it before, this is my, my like, a, a super version of, it's sort of like the ultimate, like, line six M5 that mm-hmm. we've all said. It was yeah. just, it's the amazing even if you have your full board, this is your backup for literally whatever you wanted.
1: Yeah. Like, like your magic wand pedal. That kind yeah. Of kind of,
0: yeah. And I think it's, you know, I fully intend to just have it as part of my full signal chain where it really is going to be like the pedals I can't live without, mm-hmm. but then are also, you know, but then also there's, this does all the other stuff or I take this and hook it up to like my, you know, like the TR-08 like drum machine that I have like the little Roland boutique, you know, mm-hmm. and just just have that, and I can hook that into in, into the just use the mod for that and do anything I want to sound creation wise with that. It's just it's just a really cool like hyper useful thing that I'm. Yeah, I'm really yeah. I'm really stoked about. I think I think they're great. It I does sound. I- oh, sorry, no.
1: Oh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I, I just <laughs> wanted to say I think you've yeah I think you've really given it a given it a great um a great advertisement and just in the uses that you've sort of described of it and also just one incredibly geeky thing i want to point out because i <laughs> I feel like this has really contributed to how much they've crammed in on the back plate is it's been a while since i've seen anything with mini jack midi in out mm. and um recently i have noticed on the market this genius gadget i don't know are you guys familiar with cme mm. they make like well, they make like a lot of MIDI products and cool keyboards and stuff like that, but they've made a Bluetooth MIDI, like a wireless dongle um, that you can use two of. Um, and it has mini jack adapters, so you can have mini jack MIDI in-out, bluetooth to and from um, whatever yes. device you have. Yes, Yeah
2: i'm so into this yeah Ooh.
1: i know right so that can be that can be your phone that can be so any any bluetooth equipped device like a phone or a macbook or anything like that you can have uh just going to this um it, it's called the witty jack yeah. um also just a who, fun who, name i was literally gonna say like who doesn't yeah who who doesn't love to rename uh to rename standard terms yeah. yeah i'm just a witty witty. Um, but yeah, so yeah, another genius contraption for uh, for to connect your genius it is, contraptions. It's yeah. very good. You it's can seriously also, exciting times. Like MIDI, yeah. Blu- I'm sorry to geek out. Like I said, but MIDI Bluetooth is yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean the idea help help me that going. like you can have you can have yeah like wireless or Bluetooth MIDI. Also on the mod, like I would say, like there's the mini jacks. You can also use um, they have full MIDI via USB as well. Yeah. So, I love that they've amazing. got multiple inputs yeah. For, yeah. for how you want to send MIDI.
2: That's <laughs> it. Almost seems like they didn't have to bother; just let the punters buy a converter. But nonetheless, it's very cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's
0: it's all there. Uh, it's it's really cool. Really, is well worth checking out. Watch, you know, like watch some videos. We'll chat about it some more. I'll do some. You know, we'll see. You, but ah. Oh. Very good. Very cool.
2: Very cool. Very cool. And you know, kind of on the on the thread of uh, of small, compact gear that does a lot. You know, last week on the podcast, dear listener, I was talking a, a whole bunch about the three Snapdragon foldable guitars that I got: the acoustic, the electric, which comes ever tune loaded, so you never need to tune it, even when you fold it, and um, and of course the foldable bass, which. I, which I absolutely loved, which looks a bit like an oar. It's great. But anyway, it got me kind of like obsessing again over like small, portable, compact gear. And one thing I found is I absolutely, I'd love the guitar. The guitar's legitimately good. I love that they're like epoxy bodies. They've got, you know, these mini bladed JB style humbuckers that you can coil tap. I never need to tune it. That's great. And I was like, I wonder if I can make myself like the smallest, actually good really like good fully giggable rig so i started thinking about what what amplifier i would get to do that and and dear listener or you know also jd and naomi mm-hmm. i don't know if you have any input suggestions on this i at the moment i'm pretty pretty set because this is the other thing about the snapdragon guitars they're incredibly affordable as well it's like mm-hmm. 500 quid for the electric the acoustics like whatever 250 quid or something so I was also like can it can it be done can you get something awesome that's affordable as well and the thing that I keep coming back to on the amplifier front is the DV mark DV little jazz which is their mm. tiny little um, it's an, it's an 8 inch speaker it's a tiny little cube it's a little cube reminds me of like the Roland cube yeah, you know those, those little lamps. In, it's in a
1: striking it, resemblance, yes. Yes, exactly.
2: Yeah. But um, but yeah, little. It's fifty watts in through a little eight-inch speaker. It is absolutely tiny. Control control-wise, I love this. You just get a master, bass, middle, and treble, and reverb. Those are your controls, Ooh. which which I, I enjoy and and an awful lot. That's kind of fantastic. Like a perfect clean app with reverb built in. Um, and also a fantastic pedal platform in that case as well. Um, of course, you want to keep everything compact. But and, you know, best of all, you pick these up for like like £300, like £250, £300, you know, around that on the second hand market, which is a fantastic price. Plus, they have, look incredible.
1: Have you spotted as well? I'm potentially showing my my naivety here, but I don't think I've seen this before in a button form. On the back, there's an on off button for the internal speaker. So you oh. can you can fully silent practice through this amp. You can fully use it Ooh. just as a DI. Oh yeah. And and you have your Augs in as well. So you can you can completely indulge in silent practice. Literally just take it to a PA, not have the amp on. And yes. yeah, you also have you also have an eight ohm speaker out. This is I feel like this is my connectivity episode but I, I, am, I am really excited by these features. Uh yeah no I'm sorry just the internal yeah. speaker on off really um really set me going there.
2: It is it is extremely cool but it kind yeah. of you know like taking a look at that reminded me of how goddamn good DV marker and how you know oh, little time sure. I guess I've given them because you know I was then I was looking at like I don't know if, if it came it, it, this got released just as I think like you know M- Mark Matt and, and and me and and Jay left Gak but the DV Mark their their silver generation they did like tube combos. They did like fifteen watt tube combos, but in the like super compact chassis that DV Mark do, and I love that. That's kind of the the thing about DV Mark that they'll try and make everything as 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 diddy as uh, they possibly can. But you know, you can pick. I remember these these gen there's the silver generation like fifteen watt combos actually sounding legitimately fantastic. You know, compared to the sort of they're like the little Fender or Marshall counterparts. And, yeah, again, like £350 secondhand for for one of the one of the Silver Gen or Gen 15 um, tube combo amps. Really good. Great heads DV Mark as well, like on the guitar front. Oh,
0: I need some DV Mark stuff. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking. I was like, this looks like a really cool, useful, useful amp. I really dig in this size as well. Like,
1: Yeah, one by 8 is... You cannot knock that for compactness. I mean, the, yeah, that's potentially gig or tabletop, depending where you want to put it.
0: I mean, I mean, here, as we keep talking about small stuff, and I know that I just talked about like an uber compact sort of rig that I'm going with, I realized that I sort of, the pendulum swings mm-hmm. um, constantly where like I'm already sort of feeling the the urge to be like, well, now that I have this compact thing down, I should really work out like full arsenal of like multiple six or eight, 10 cabs and valve heads and everything. Just, just so that I have that ready as well. Like I'm already feeling the pull back in that direction. (laughs) And I don't know if it's just me being, you know, like me being a bit ornery and just just being like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to use your back line. I'm not just going to bring, you know, like a DI I'm, I'm bringing all my amps. That's how I roll. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: all my. <laughs> what
2: cabinets did you, bring? I, you know, you've obviously mentioned this count times before JD, but I can't remember. What, what cabs have you got at the moment?
0: Uh, at the moment, it is just the stone field. Right? Um, yeah. And, and that's basically cause it's all I, all I, all I brought with me. I have that. And I have the, that, um, old silver tone, oh, yeah, um, course. 60 foot, but it's, Yes, bass-wise, it's just the the mini um, from Stonefoot, which I mean, it is mini, but it it's it sounds huge, for, certainly for what it is. Like it's one of the best small sounding cabinets I've ever had, and also uh, Tom made me a a special blue and hot pink one. So um, yeah, it's blue with it's a okay. with a hot pink, pink grill. Is is that yeah. right? Yeah, it's great.
2: You'll have to it, post a picture in the yeah, guitarist yeah, forum for anyone who hasn't seen JD's ridiculous Stonefield cabinet.
0: <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's just so great that it's like, you know, you look at like our Stonefields that are, you know, in, like 40 different pieces of wood and, you know, all this, and it's like glorious. And then, you know, like the cabinets are like, you know, like 80s hot pink, hot yellow, <laughs> hot green, you know, like electric green, purple, and every, you know, and it's like, I mean it's great. It's it's me to a T anyway. So but it's just like, yeah, they're, they're really nice and yeah, that's that's all I have at the moment. Um I will, you know, at some stage get back into um having a lot more Eden because 'cause I'm not really me without a bunch of Eden stuff. Um I mean I still have quite a bit, but um like cabs and stuff like that, I'm sure. Um get those eventually once. It might be, you know, once I have, like, um, a rehearsal space knocked down and that kind of stuff. But, you know, as far as it me or if I'm just doing bass doubler stuff, then it's kind of I can get by with small cabs until I have to go do proper gigs and then I'll sort something out. Um,
2: Yeah. 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 Oh well, you know they—they they are. There is certainly damn cool the the tiny little Stonefield thing. I always thought it was funny that Stonefield bases are like, a, wherever they are, you know, massively long scale, and uh and, and I mean they're regular—they're
0: regu- they're regular scale length. They just they just have like you just have to have long strings because they're right. the body's so thick. Yeah. Yes, yeah,
2: of course. They 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 are just generally quite large instruments. To then then the cabinets are the smallest things that anyone's ever made. It's uh, it's yeah, it seems like the 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 complete opposite. But they are very very cool. Um, but yes, yeah, so, you know, to continue kind of, we should do some news because there have been some incredibly cool new releases over the last few weeks. And we should start things off. Naomi, we should start things off by talking about Music Man's very unusual team up.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, The team of dreams are made of, some might say. Um, Sorry, (laughs) I need to sneeze so badly. No, I want to talk about this. I want to talk all about this. I just... I was, yeah,
0: it's, it mostly sounded like you were getting emotional a bit about it, and, and I was like, "Whoa, that was not what I was expecting."
1: I wasn't ready to talk about that much connectivity in one episode. I'll be yeah. honest. No, okay, okay, the sneeze has passed. It's fine. Cool. Uh, okay. Right, yeah. So, a super exciting collab between um, between Music Man and Dark Glass of of all people, of all crowds. So we've entered the dark and very exciting world of built-in effects on a bass. Um, Music Man have released The Dark Ray Uh, It's essentially a Stingray special um, Mm. But with built in Distortion and Fuzz Which um, are somewhat expectedly referred to as alpha for the distortion and omega for the fuzz. So it's like a three-way switch is on the body, which turns blue for distortion or red for fuzz. Um, yeah, quite a quite a brave step to take, I think. Um, it comes in beautiful black and a beautiful, um, the black is referred to as obsidian and then a sort of like a mid silvery grey, which is, yeah, Granite Stone is that finish. So the Obsidian is going to be available through dealers, but the Granite Stone is super, super limited to only a run of 100 uh, worldwide. So, I mean, colour me intrigued. I'm really into this. Uh, I only remember... I've heard of and seen guitars, like older kind of wacky guitars with built in effects, but I've only ever known of one bass with built in effect. And it was not it wasn't distortion, it was like um it was chorus. It was that uh what was it called? It was like this Moss right shaped Dan Electro. Does Ooh. that ring any bells for you? Guys? No, it doesn't at all. Oh it was it, hang on a sec. Yeah,
0: I I mean yeah, if you look I've I have seen a few Sort of, like, kind of one-offs or, like, some very, very limited, um like, signature series where s- someone will have a, like, usually, like, a distortion or some sort of circuit built in or, right, you know, something. But, yeah, nothing.
1: Dan Electro Rumour Base is oh, what I'm right. talking about.
2: I, yes. I don't know what this is at all. Ye-
0: oh, Yeah super
1: I to,
2: cool i need to see this again what, yeah so to, to, what is the room i'm sorry i'm gonna have to i'm gonna
1: have to talk to I'll me throw, about it on, what I'll, is it i'll throw a link in here uh, so yeah um let me try and find jd do you know the sort of era it was from
0: uh it's tough to tell <laughs> <laughs> i think, i feel like it was i uh, don't know but i feel like it was in a Time where nothing made sense.
2: Oh, right. So, it's like uh, an early Dan Electro. It's not I, kind I, Yeah, familiar. I don't
0: know if it's early, early, but I feel like it was in, like, a, hey, why don't we try this kind of era? Um, but I know there... I mean...
1: Sorry, late nineties is. Yeah, here. I was going to say that's the oldest it, listing I can find. So yeah, it, late nineties, 2000s. It has
2: to be nineties because that's the only time that they actually moved away from painted headstocks, and I can
1: see I've, I've found oh, the sure. pictures okay. of them
2: now, and they've they've gone for the plain maple on the on their headstock front and back. So yes,
1: yeah. It was, uh, yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, I mean it's it's no news to any podcast listeners. I I live for I live for the wacky, weird, and cheap. Um, And that's why Joe and I are here.
0: I was just going (laughs) to say, much
1: (laughs) much like I do with colleagues and friends (laughs) in life. Mm. Um, But yeah, so the the Dan Electro rumor really had me because they did. I mean, the finishes were nice. It's it's like a sparkle burst, which, um, yeah, I don't know. um, I don't know how many Bronkoff spoilers we should drop but I I certainly I certainly aimed for a sparkle burst in my in my wish list for that so um that's a finish that is always a winner for me um had a pj configuration as well and built in chorus as someone who isn't even that big a fan of chorus it still just screamed this is an in- incredibly cool instrument well, to me
0: if it was it was a boost right or is that a separate like it was like a weird. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything. Up from I mean, you, I, I found remember a it, listing calling it a sitar effect. So I think there were maybe a few, <laughs> a few
2: variants. <laughs> or may, maybe there it may wasn't have been re- some okay. variants.
1: Chorus was definitely the only one that I came across. But yeah, I mean, com- like in my research of late nineties basses, which is minimal to say the very very least. Um, yeah, there there may have been there may have been several models of it. But um, I mean, anyway, I only. I only initiated that tangent as it was the um the only base specifically that I had come across previously with built-in effects. Um yeah, so that's that's God a boss. huge winner for me with yeah, with this with this dark ray with this with this collab. What I really respect about it is like it's, you know, like I mean, well, really like all of Music Man's stable. It's 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 not cheap. You know, they're going in at a at a high price point with a very very bold sort of um move for an instrument obviously it's um obviously it's a switch so you you have your clean in addition to your distortion and fuzz but um yeah those those combined with a stingray model as well is is another slightly interesting choice in the collab for me i just
0: i think it's so interesting that like the last time we talked about stingray was the joe dart signature with no controls (laughs) and then and then and then then it's you know it's this which i think are both fantastic great ideas like Mm -hmm. this is such because i mean this is so cool i could absolutely see this being something that i would want to use yeah and Mm -hmm. you know and it and it just feels like you know like i mean it's it's been this way for years but like it just feels like everything music man like they just get stuff right like constantly, it's like like they're they're advancing everything in you know really interesting ways. But it's like I can't really think of anything bongo aside. That's just personal taste. That they really <laughs> haven't, they really haven't like just absolutely nailed,
1: nailed and gotten really right. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely, I completely agree. Um, in addition to that, as well, there is a roasted maple neck. Also a lovely touch, something we're seeing so much of at the moment. Um, and there's a neodymium humbucker in there as well. So
2: they, they got really a- obsessed with being lightweight a couple of years ago. Music yeah. man kind of a- yeah, across the board. Did. Moved to all like aluminium hardware as well. Um, is kind of the, the these new pickups that they've designed.
1: Mm hmm.
2: It's, it's super interesting. Glass seemed to have been on it at the moment with doing collaborations. They did a number of collaborations with Spectre recently, which which is kind of what made mm. me extra surprised to see them teaming up with Music Man. It very much seemed like they almost had an exclusive deal with Spectre. Ooh, they they yeah. were promoting a, a number of guitars that the Spectre made, you know, themselves, just as sort of mm. dark glass, oh, check out the Spectre. But then they did like a range of, they never did any built-in effects as far as I'm aware, but they did things like uh, there were Spectre Euros that had been refinished with like the octopus thing that's uh, that you get on some of the dark glass heads, oh, yeah. And they were yeah. doing like a dark glass head and a matching Spectre base. So, you know, you could get, get a, a matching pack uh, mm-hmm. as it were, but... Um, yeah, r- really interesting. I don't know how usable having effects on a on a plate rather than on the floor is. Yeah, I don't know how, and, I mean, and it just puts them in an awkward place in the chain as well. It, but, I mean, not so much for bass. I appreciate we don't use a lot of time based mm, effects, can mm-hmm. you know, get in our conventional place in 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 the mix.
0: But
1: yeah, um, I, yeah, I. I, yeah, I Sorry, JD.
0: I don't know. I don't say like, I I mean, I could see it as being, you know, like if you're the kind of bass player that has a very simple like chant where you maybe just use, like uh, you just have a distortion and that's about it, you know, and you maybe have a tuner and something else like, so, like where you could just, I could, I could see it being used for that way. Or if you have like an always on distortion tone. You know, like you always have a bit of grit I or guess something. They are very
2: metly, aren't they? And they're aimed yeah. at that. And dark glass players are. I mean, you know, that's the metal community.
0: Yeah, I mean, I the thing for me that I think it'd be interesting is like what happens if you, you know, like I wouldn't put a fuzz before an octave usually. Mm. Um, certainly, like a digital octave. Um, But other than that, you know, so like that, that's where it'd be interesting for me if it's like, well, how would, how would this react with other things? And I quite like putting an envelope before my fuzz, even though, you know, conventional wisdom is a fuzz wants to go first, Uh, but like, it's, you know, like I like envelope into fuzz. So like, yeah, you're right. You know, like for those sorts of things, it kind of takes it out of it. But I, I sort of see it as just like a, my sound is high gain bass. Into the compression that's on my amp, or the com- you know compressor that I have, and stuff, and then that's mostly my that's my sound, you know. So yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It, it's it's definitely cool. It's it's like it's a cool collaboration. It's nice to see a brand doing this. To be honest, like reaching out and working with other brands is Darkglass are obviously being very active in doing that by teaming up with Spectre now, teaming up with Music Man. It's really cool. It's bringing stuff to the table that we wouldn't otherwise have. Um, you know, it's it's definitely weird, but yeah, it's certainly yeah. unique and cool and interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, I like as well that like, you know, Dark Glass, I think is fair to say, have had their um, you know, they've had their beginnings sort of at the at the heavier, darker sort of end of um you know, end of the, the base market sort of sonically and musically. And I think to, to collaborate with with one with a name as huge as Music Man is um is only to their strength as well. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Now, to move on from bass for a second, talk a a bit about some guitars. Uh, This is something that was released a few weeks ago and that we we just didn't get round to in the news. I actually think it's a brand that maybe we don't get round to in the news nearly enough. But um, Gretsch once again expanded their Streamliner collection, dear listener. The Streamliner collection being the affordable run of Gretsch's. I don't know why we don't talk about this i don't know why more people aren't posting pictures of streamliners that they've bought you know on things like our group and stuff I, I, it seems like when i look at these guitars they they are everything that i feel you know we, we and a lot of our listeners seem to have in, in common this this kind of liking cool slightly quirky retro stuff that seems to be a real sort of flavor of the day yet yeah. I rarely if ever see anyone picking up the Gretsch Streamliner series and as I say they have just expanded this range um to be even cooler and more interesting uh with a run of uh of of kind of, of P ninety models um with these with these like large um surrounds on them. Um but they look they look super cool. What do you guys think?
1: I fancy them. I, yeah, I, I have crushes on these guitars. Um, I think, yeah, I just, I just think Gretch have got it right yet again. I mean, I've, I've been a fan of streamliners since, I don't know, going on, going on 10 years now, since I, since I first began working in stores and, you know, kind of became aware of, um, these slightly less in the spotlight, but. Um, nevertheless really well put together really nice playing instruments um i've been into streamliners and the double cuts in particular uh which all of these are so i think this has been yet another really nice finish update for gretsch i think the i think the p90 as a range is a really good shout for them as well and um yeah i just think they're they're stunning like that like every every single one of these models in every single color that they've done in the Every single finish that they've done in this release literally looks like at home on stage or at home in in studio. Um, I just think they all look absolutely superb. If I could as well add that the radio arrow knobs, I actually hadn't seen these before. Yeah. Mm. My God. Yeah, really it's nice edition. Like those sort of like cream
2: surrounds with a sort of darker top to them. Like, yeah, they like the the knobs just look ridiculously cool and retro. The sort of thing I expect to see on premium models. Like, they didn't yeah. need to do this yeah. on their four hundred pound models. They could have mm-hmm. just kept conventional controls on there but it's that attention to detail which i've absolutely loved about this i love that they've moved to just finished tops and like uh mm-hmm. and then like a uh, unfinished or you know sort of wood finished back and sides so you it's get like the a top. mahogany stain on all of them i think isn't it yeah exactly yeah. which looks incredible this is the sort yeah. of thing i expect to not have access to with Gretsch until i get to that two pound mark but yeah you know like, okay. at the moment i'm looking at one of the you know the very i I think brilliantly gorgeously named and catchily named the g two six five five t p90 won't be forgetting that in a hurry (laughs) exactly (laughs) um but you know it's a small bodied double cut um it, it has a center block these new p90s which have those like the staple pole pieces in them these gorgeous big surrounds you can get it in a in a a Sahara, a two-tone Sahara metallic, which is kind of a, um, a, a like a, a champagne of, frost, yeah, isn't it? yes, that sort of thing. Like not quite a gold somewhere, in, mm. almost at that thing. Yeah, champagne frost is a great way to describe it. But, you know, you can get that with the um, you know the the gorgeous binding, the vintage mahogany back and sides, a torque guard, a big speed. You've got that big wide Gretsch headstock, and you know u.s street price is 599 yeah yeah these,
0: it's it's obscene i mean these really have everything that i would want like like every time every you just look at them and you're like this is if nothing else like it's just a really really cool guitar you know that that looks great i'm sh- i'm positive it sounds great there i actually as claimed, i went to a uh gig last weekend um and um the person playing was playing they uh, she was playing a gretch and i was like oh yeah gretch like this is so interesting though like we're talking about him now because i was like i i really need to look into gretch again because like they're every time i think about getting a, a guitar i'm always like i, I like gretch guild some something along those lines is kind of mm-hmm. what i what i always kind of think about like the the slightly off center but not really you know, kind of thing, but also, like, classic and just perfect. Like, these are very, very, very cool.
2: Yeah, the, the, extremely cool. I really think, for, for me, the pick of the bunch, because there are four models, uh, dear mm. listener, I think, in the uh, in the range. So I think two smaller body shapes and two larger body shapes. But I think it is only the one that we were talking about, the, the G2655T P90 streamliner that actually comes with the, just the finish on the top and that. That vintage mahogany back and sides, but the 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 just the features, the range of the range of colors because I think you can get it in like a um, what are they? They're calling it a, a mint metallic, uh, which is yeah. you know, your sort of uh, sonic blue, and also a midnight sapphire, which is the, oh, a very that is
0: my my pick is the two tone midnight sapphire. Yeah, I just yeah, there's something just so. Uh, like the the just having the finish on the top is like such a cool like it just looks so great especially with like mahogany sides and everything it just like mm-hmm. these just look incredible
1: yeah for um, as you said
0: like us us six nine or 599 599, or 599,
1: US, yeah, 599 yeah, with a bigsby <laughs> and <laughs> and know. and not only p90s but those super super beautiful finished p90s with as you say Joe was it staple poles on them? Yeah, yeah. just
2: staple pole pieces. Yeah, I, I think i they-
1: not I'd not seen those pole pieces on on a P90 before. Are they classic of a certain
2: uh, Not not re- like I I mean listener you might correct me. The only time I can mm, think of, of of yeah, the only time I can think of seeing those type of uh, pole pieces is on the uh, the single coil neck pickup that you got in early uh, Les Paul Customs.
1: Oh um, sure. Okay.
2: But uh but yeah, it's quite unusual. So it's Gretchen's own mm. pickup. It's a uh, uh Sonic. They're calling the or Fidella Sonic ninety in this oh, case. interesting. But, uh, but yeah, really, really cool, definitely worth checking out. Dear listener, you should do that. Also now,
0: just a name like Fidella Sonic is such a it's such a cool like fifties, sixties vibe name. Like it's worth it just for that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah That's absolutely.
0: worth the six hundred dollars, is it? Yeah. Right, yeah. Fidela so- oh, these are my Fidella Sonics. Yeah, it's cool. It's dope. <laughs> I can get behind that. I can get behind that.
2: Now, dear listener, we are in fact coming to the end of this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. Of course, we are going to be continuing over on Patreon. You can join us there on patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds each week. Uh, we have you know a little extra episode where we're going to talk about more stuff. We're might take we going to take some questions. There's lots more news, but you know I'll have to wait until next week. We've got questions from the uh, guitar nodes Facebook group so we're going to answer some of those there you can join us you can in fact become a Patreon supporter for as little as a dollar a month at the dollar tier you get this episode ad free and early every week five dollars gets you access to our Patreon special episodes and our entire back catalogue of like 600 episodes and $10 will get you the lot plus I'll sing you my thanks at the end of every episode. You can find us on all your favourite social media platforms and join the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook to get involved in our weekly episode discussion. Thanks very much for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nerds. Farewell.
1: Goodbye. Good night.
2: Listen up, I know you wanna Checking on the guitars When you're feeling blue You're a Telecaster and a Stratocaster fan You, you also look a little and then a bit of music man You take one look at a funny custom shop You know that that's another 3 when you're gonna draw on I Love 50 it's cute, so unique Now go and buy the plugin from the plugin of the week it's coming in the ears listen to us day and night and drink a bunch of beers. We got Mad Night and J class two. I even shows up when he's got nothing to do. We got JD and Naomi cloud. But I am the best one because I'm sexy, jumping loud. But we couldn't do this podcast without you. you everything a podcast host could ever want is true. You're listening to this Patreon song. Imagine I. i oh. John Brown, Holly Simpson, Eric Vaughan, John Conway, The Studio Rats, So Russell Howard, Yogi, The Guitarist, Tyler and Cloud, Lipperton, Simon Silence, Harris, Joe Hobart, Sean Hughes, Brian Hansen, Eric Emma, Jeffrey Wax, Shane Brian Einstein, Jonathan Hapate, Commander Linden, Marcus Al-Banahaki, Robert Banahawak, Samuel Frost, Stewart, Ronson, Christine Alan Hansen, Keith Adams, Eric File, Dallas, Henry, Scott Atting, Jack Cutmore, Eddie Manny, Simon Milbourne, Ken Sayers, Michael the Play, Peters, Peter, Sean Arbo, Cooper, Joe Patrick, Blake Wilam, Dave Lee, Nate Nagle, Ross Edwards, John Engel, Adam Sherman, James Moore Rich, Scott, Kennedy, Steve, Marco, oh, S. Yes. Uh, uh, Matthews, Girl Moses, Stephen Ball, Robert Smith, Tytopia the Brand, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, Rad Page, Paul Corrigan, Rob Nordwick, Scott O'Brien, and Mook Revit.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less in similar brands.